1: From the Cycling Independent, this is the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Patrick Bray, and with me is my co-host John Lewis. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. Do I keep you on your toes with you not knowing just how I'm going to refer to you?
0: Um, I wouldn't say I'm on my toes. You know, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to have so many names. And I was thinking about this recently because a name is meant to be a unique signifier, and my parents gave me one that is not even remotely unique. And it's created, especially, you know, if I were, um, I don't know, if I were an optician or a pineapple farmer, it probably wouldn't be that big a deal. But I've chosen to be a writer, and it sort of requires having an actual unique signifier. So I'm partially Mm. embarrassed that Mm -hmm. I have middle names and nicknames and a whole stew of names for people to call me. And I apologize for not being clever enough to just figure out 30 years ago what... (laughs) what was going to be the thing.
1: Well, but... you and I both made the mistake of not just sticking with our nicknames, uh, I eat robot and Padre, uh, as we spread our tendrils out from RKP. Um, yeah. it, the, the Podrig thing worked really well when I was, uh, actively involved with, uh, Belgium knee warmers and it worked for a long time with RKP. And then I started doing a podcast and the, Patrick popped out and, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, we should have done like Stevel, uh, and just like, yeah, it's all Stevel all the time.
0: Yeah. That's what we should have done. But I don't know. Part of it is a mark of my ADD as well. <laughs> 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 ah, call me uh, Queequeg. What?
1: <laughs> yeah. Same here. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yes. Yes. Quite. So our listeners are listening to this on Thanksgiving day or sometime yes. thereafter. Um, and since it is, um, well, the day before Thanksgiving, um, I think we're going to talk a little bit about gratitude today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. So I'm going to do a quick gratitude list. Uh, I'm at a pretty good place in my riding right now. Uh, this being a cycling podcast and all, uh, in fact, I had one of the best rides of my year on Sunday. Wow. Uh, And so I'm really buzzing to ride, uh, which is for me the most kind of important measure of how I'm doing on the bike. Do I want more Then I'm if the answer is yes, then I must be doing it right.
1: Uh
0: Uh Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm grateful. I I sort of like tried to break that down just the day on Sunday in my head. So I'm grateful to my friend Andrew at Cascade Bicycle Studio in Seattle who built that bike, uh, which is an Ibis Ripley for me. Uh, and I'm grateful to Ibis because, holy mackerel, what a bike, as, <laughs> yeah, we, right. as we've discussed recently. Um, one unexpected outcome of getting that bike was that I'm actually also riding my hardtail a bunch more. Uh-huh. Uh, a bike built for me by my friends at Seven Cycles. Um, I've recently added a riser bar to that bike. Uh, Which is sort of informed by riding the Ibis Uh and the way that bike goes. So I put a riser bar on the hardtail to kind of get more leverage and be able to do more stuff. And I'm finding that the skills the Ibis is given while riding flats uh, have really sharpened my riding on the hardtail. So I'm doing things on that bike that I wasn't doing before. And I'm very grateful to the team at seven for that bike. Um, I'm grateful also to my riding friends. Mm-hmm. Mm. I won't name them all because that would be a lot. But as much <laughs> as I love to ride solo, and I really love riding solo, though my friends are keep me going, right? To get a text from someone offering a ride is really nice. I don't take every offer that comes my way, but sometimes they're exactly what I need to get out the door. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. Not to have to dream up every ride myself, to have someone else make the plan and then lead the charge. Because sometimes, sometimes, honestly, I just need to show up and pedal.
1: Oh, amen. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm grateful at the same time to the trail builders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost never know who they are, but they're out there in the woods working their tails off for us. Mm hmm. Uh, my new favorite place to ride, the place I was riding Sunday, which is called Lowell Drake at Tingsborough Town Forest. Say it five times fast. I don't think I could uh, say it
1: twice slowly.
0: Yeah, there's not a more Massachusetts uh, <laughs> <laughs> location than Lowell Drake at Tingsboro <laughs> Town Forest. But this place is absolutely littered with technical features that have either been built. Like if the trail isn't doing much for a while someone has someone has moved a log there and planed the top so it you know now there's a skinny <laughs> or like interconnected skinnies uh, there's one place where there's three logs that are uh, mated in like in a curving uh-huh. row like they do this whole thing I love that stuff and where that stuff isn't hasn't been made they also make seesaws there's two different seesaws there <laughs> uh, one of which I took a a, a a long fall off on Sunday, uh, with no deleterious effects, um, or they've worked the trail into the existing boulders that are already there, mm-hmm. uh, so that there's just features and fun stuff everywhere. It's really genius. I couldn't. It's like Disneyland for me there.
1: Uh uh-huh, Uh Uh huh. Uh-huh.
0: Um, I could be wrong, also, but I think someone went through there with a leaf blower. And cleared the trail. <laughs> it's too good not to have been purposeful. I don't know, maybe they raped it, but it's miles of clean dirt where two weeks ago it was six inches deep in leaves.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did we just find an exception to our hatred of leaf floors?
0: Um I don't know. I would be really torn on that. Like, if you were walking around in the woods with a gas-powered leaf blower, mm-hmm. I would have a big. I would much rather you just left them there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope that someone was just dragging a rake behind their bike. I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what happened. But I had a real good time as a result. <laughs> um, I also want to shout out my massage therapist who keeps me moving forward. Uh, I saw her just the other day i had this realization this week that like almost everyone else i carry these little physical um challenges Mm -hmm. problems (laughs) injuries i don't know I, i carry this crap around with me all the time you know how it is like you my lower back is chronically tight uh i have some tendonitis in my left achilles and and problems with the calf muscle there I have mobility issues in my right shoulder from when I broke my collarbone a couple of years back. And my massage therapist is the only one who pays attention to those things other than me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it's really nice sometimes just not to be alone with them.
1: Right. To have to have the those maladies uh, validated.
0: Yes. Validated, cared for. Um, it's pretty amazing. Mm hmm. Um, I am grateful also to my wife, who understands I have to go do this thing that we do Mm -hmm. pretty much all the time Mm -hmm. uh, in order to remain sane and whole and well. I mean, her support uh, is much more than that, but that's the core of it. She understands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And finally, I'm grateful to TCI's readers Uh, listeners and our sponsor Shimano Uh, because honestly I love doing what I do Mm -hmm. and it's just not nearly viable without everyone's investment yeah I think uh, of it as an investment yeah 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 Uh, we have so much more we can do with the site you know we brought in a bunch of contributors this year who I'm also grateful for (laughs) Uh, you know good smart people with good stories to tell Uh, and I'm, I'm motivated to do what I, what we do at TCI and motivation. I always think is priceless, but as it turns out, it's also available for something like three bucks a month.
1: (laughs) That was pretty deft. Um, (laughs) well done, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you and I have discussed, uh, us as a line item on Shimano's balance sheet, is probably just a rounding error. Uh, we, we aren't even one whole potato to them. Oh no. But yeah. You know, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're like, you know, one slice of hash brown. Um, mm. But, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, I've, I've got a long-standing relationship with a few people there. Uh, and, and, one of the things I really like about Shimano is, you know, their their operation here in the U.S. I have had no dealings with anyone in Japan, but their operation here in the U.S. is just full of really lovely people, and my dealings with that company have always been just wildly enjoyable. Um, they're good people, and it's part of what I really love about being in the bike industry. Um, I am a lucky, lucky person. And yes, while you and I aren't getting rich doing this, uh, it's, it's easier to justify our effort. If we can look at the other people in our lives, like me looking at my boys, um, and knowing that this effort we're putting in is, uh, contributing to our lives in a material way that we can justify. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that is exactly right. Um, I am well married, as you know, mm. uh, but I can't be a hobbyist at this.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I have one pro bono effort in going currently in my life. I'm writing a novel mm. right now, um, <laughs> pro
0: bono for yourself. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I've I've confined that effort to uh, late at night after the boys are in bed uh or very early in the morning before i go on to do other things like this uh and my you know quote unquote real job um but yeah trying to take on a second thing that uh is not contributing to my personal balance sheet is a right. l- little tougher uh yes yes uh, uh-huh
0: so gratitude
1: yeah yeah um well, we're going to break uh, for Shimano, and then we will be back oh. in just a minute, and I'll, I'll talk about my, my gratitudes. Cool. Back in 1991, I rented a mountain bike for Fat Tire Bike Week in Crested Butte, Colorado. I'd been on a bike tour prior to this, so the only shoes and pedals I had were for the road and were clipless. What I quickly learned was that A... Clipless pedals on mountain bikes were a very good idea, and B, the difficulty of starting on a steep incline told me that creating a pedal that engaged on either side would be important. I figured, cool concept, but no one will ever make that. Color me amazed when, a year later, Shimano introduced the first two-sided, clipless mountain bike pedal, the SPD. One look at the pedal told me they had figured out the very thing I thought no one would ever sort out. 30 years later, and my preferred pedal for mountain biking is still the Shimano SPD. They are so effective that I use them for my gravel riding as well. This is just another instance of Shimano seeing around the curve.
0: Okay, we're back with The Pace Line, a podcast on two wheels, what's your list,
1: man? So because this is our Thanksgiving show, um, it has me thinking about my own past in writing about cycling. Um, I've written a post, uh, to consider the holiday of Thanksgiving most years. There are just a a couple of absences in there, uh, since 2006 or seven, somewhere in there. Um, I'm not someone who has a disciplined, uh, gratitude practice, But I have learned how important gratitude is to my life and to my overall outlook. Um, (laughs) We've got a speed bump in here as I get to my gratitude part. I'm going to be honest and say 2022 has been a hell of a year for me. Uh, I am not here to complain, but I have been spending some time looking at how I've lost six people in my life, including my father, in just nine months, and oh, yeah, also my cat of 16 years. Um, I've never experienced anything like this. Uh, it has really driven home just how precious life is, and that is such a hackneyed and cliched phrase you know, how precious life is. It's you know, you say those words and you don't quite hear it, but this life we have is really special. Uh as I often say, I'm here on this spinning hunk of rock once that I know of. Um so uh getting on to what I do have to be grateful for, uh my good health. Um <laughs> this is reinforced by the fact that I failed a blood test this summer for an indicator for prostate cancer. Um they made me go home and wait a month and then told me, uh, no, no bike, uh, no adult fun with other adults or even just myself for four whole days. Um, and then come back. Um, and those were four painful days. Um, uh, but the second time around I passed the blood test. So I am, I am very grateful for that. Um, Having studied hard. Yes. I completed my assignment um, much to my own chagrin. Uh, Mm. (laughs) I, you know, I've had some very good things happen this year. Uh, You know, there's been a new job that uh, really helped even out my financial life um, and give me uh, some stability that uh, had been lacking. Um, And so I'm very grateful for that and I really enjoy the people I work with. They're just fundamentally good, decent people. Uh, and I, they make me feel valued there. And that's a really special thing. Um, uh, I think the thing that I probably should be most grateful for in my reasons for why I'm doing well, uh, is that I continue to do counseling aided by ketamine. Um, it apparently it takes some work uh to keep me on an even keel. Um but I do the work. Um and uh I am very grateful for my counselors. Um
0: That expression on an even keel is interesting. Uh it's a boat mm-hmm. uh metaphor. Yep. And as it turns out if you're going to take your boat anywhere keeping it on an even keel is pretty difficult and takes a fair amount of work and skill. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. It it is an ongoing effort. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yes. Um, I can say that I'm healthy if not exactly fit. (laughs) Um, but you know, I've got my head screwed on straight and I know my value as a person. Um, I've got TCI and our audience, um, and between the site and our podcast listeners, uh, it's it's a really special thing. Uh, I am. You know, it's one thing to be a writer. It's another thing to be a writer with an audience. Mm. Uh, there are times when I'm a little chagrined by the fact that, like, I know my work has been read by more people than my mentor in graduate school who won the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, There's something a little off about that. Um Yeah. It's not that I should be known less. It's that he should be known more. Um,
0: I mean, you could you could say that um, more people have read uh, read or listened to TCI this year than read Moby Dick in the first five years of its publication.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's that's a that's a stat we should be wildly uncomfortable with. Uh, yeah. But, you know, hey, lucky and promoting us. much more. <laughs> <laughs> um I have my sons. My sons are healthy. Uh hmm. and uh as a matter of fact, this past Saturday, uh I did my first ever ride with Philip, my eldest, he's thirteen, uh, with Nika, He has joined the A-team. Uh here in the NORCAL League, they have a middle school program going. So even hmm. though he's only in seventh grade. Uh, he now gets to ride with them, uh, and tell
0: people who aren't familiar what NICA is. Oh,
1: yes, uh, the National Interscholastic Cycling Association, high school mountain bike racing. Um, and so, for anybody like maybe you and me who weren't really all that great with the stick and ball sports, uh, this is a great alternative. I've been going through the course uh, to become a coach because if I want to keep riding with the team. I have to be a coach. Uh um and there are really solid reasons for why that is. Um I've been going through training on concussions and sexual harassment and you know grooming and all of that stuff. Right. And uh, honest goodness, I have learned a whole lot. Um but the the larger point that's been driven home by doing this is Just how um, responsible and inclusive and considerate uh, the people are behind NICA and what their mission is in terms of helping kids to develop. Uh, The people coming out of NICA, uh, you know, if they retain any of those values, they're all extraordinary people. It's just remarkable. I am immensely fortunate uh to have that exist and to have the opportunity to become a part of it um this is something i've been looking forward to sure
0: i mean i think um you know we referred to it earlier uh in talking about our friends at shimano and some other uh people that we have been able to work with in the industry people don't typically come to the bike industry to get rich they come (laughs) to the bike industry because they love bikes yeah and so as a result, it produces people kind of with better priorities, maybe, or uh, just, you know, chiller, cooler people. Uh, and that is, has been a big draw for me. And I think NICA is probably the same way. You Or, you know, I'll say this, like I was involved in, in uh, coaching youth sports also, and the people who volunteer there are typically the type of people who volunteer, uh, <laughs> which is to say good folks.
1: Mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah um the uh, the depth of their thinking about how to help kids develop and how to promote the values so that they they're illustrated and just instead of just learning rote rules uh right it's it's truly remarkable uh this is i i'm embarking on a wonderful adventure um and uh well The other thing I certainly have to be grateful for is uh, a relationship. Um, Jennifer had been a friend for a fair number of years. She had uh, written for RKP. And uh, this past winter, uh, (coughs) as I was dealing with my mother in the hospital and her mother was uh, very ill with cancer, um, she started flirting with me in texts. Um and uh I never expected it to go here. Uh I really didn't see this coming. Uh and uh she's somebody I have liked immensely uh for as long as I've known her and to have this friendship develop into something more. <sighs> if you're going to be blindsided, this is the way to do it. <laughs> so um yeah it's been a hard year um but i am certainly grateful good yeah yeah
0: good let's eat some turkey (laughs) (laughs) or tofurkey for those of you not inclined it's fine yeah it's all good uh my buddy Liz, actually, at uh, Shimano, actually, I said to her, "What do you know what the sound, what sound, because I, I, she had signed off a, a note to me, gobble, gobble, and I was like, what <laughs> sound does a Tofurky make? And she sends me back the package. Apparently, right on the package of the Tofurky, it says, tobble, tobble. <laughs> <laughs> Which is both the dumbest and best thing I had heard that day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. If I hear anything funnier this week, it will be a very funny week. <laughs> tobble tobble it says
0: with a Toverki. I don't I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: I thought I was being all clever. What sound is a toverki? I thought I was being all clever. Apparently everyone has already figured that out.
1: <laughs> you you just sent the easy lob over the net. I did, I did. <laughs> and she I smashed did, it. Geez. home Smash, uh, smashed, yeah. smashed, smashed. with the tennis metaphor. Well done, sir. Yep. Um, well done. <laughs> Alrighty, why don't we move on to paceline picks?
0: All right, so this week I'm going to pick a food thing, because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, today I'm picking <laughs> Fio's walking tamales.
1: <laughs> <What>?
0: I know. <laughs> I know. So, hear me out. <laughs> I love tamales. I love tamales. There is... Uh, there is... Uh, There are foods in every culture that communicate comfort and love and, uh, uh, and connect you to the earth, uh, in whatever way, I don't know. It's like maple syrup. Yeah. You know, like in, uh, in, uh, Jewish cuisines, matzo ball soup, Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Italian cooking, it's probably like cacio e pepe. Uh, there's just these dishes and so tamales to me are uh, occupy this um, this very special place mm-hmm. um, so I saw these walking tamales at the store and I was like geez that package is the exact size of a jersey pocket um, and that was yeah because that's how I think Anyway, I was looking for ride food that was closer to real food. So I sh- I saw these at the store. I was like, that is the size of a jersey pocket. I looked at the ingredients and it was all actual food stuffs. Oh,
1: nothing and with I was 14 like, syllables.
0: E- nothing with 14 syllables. So I was like, holy crow, if these things taste at all okay, this is my new ride food. Um If I'm honest, I didn't have high hopes. <laughs> i was i was expecting a desiccated corn cake with bitter bits of dehydrated <laughs> red pepper embedded in it
1: so so your your hope level going into this was totally zero sum you were wildly hopeful and not the least bit hopeful all at once i
0: was you were the- wildly hopeful with zero expectations
1: Oh, okay. well, that's that's not zero sum. That's like plus one. Yeah, I think I couldn't possibly I expected it to fail. So
0: if it were even edible, it was probably going to be a win. Here's the good news. Moist and delicious. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, to keep it real, these are not like the tamales you get at your local Central American eatery. They I would are believe that. not wrapped in corn husk nor banana leaf um okay but, and they're not warm, they're not the warm, cozy, perfect tamales that fix your soul but but they are tasty and they're moist enough that when you eat them while riding, you're not like consuming half your water bottle to swallow them, which uh-huh. is more than I can say for some energy bars sure um, they come in six flavors. Three sweet and three savory. Uh, so it's salsa verde, salsa roja, salsa habanero uh, of various spice levels. Mm-hmm. And then they have strawberry coconut, peanut yeah. butter piloncillo, uh, which is super fun to say, and Mexican chocolate almond.
1: Uh, that has some cinnamon in it?
0: Yes, it does. Uh huh. Yes. Very in on that. Uh, so you can get seven of them for seventeen ninety nine direct from Fios. Uh, some Whole Foods stock them, uh, and this is this is my new energy bar. Huh? They're uh, vegan friendly if that's important to you, and they're four ounces each. Um,
1: it, you know, it would be fun to ship a box of these to Alan Lim at Scratch Labs. Uh, and, and get his take on them Cause I, I think having, having been through a masterclass of, you know, how he looks at nutrition now, uh, I think these may get an enthusiastic thumbs up from him as well. Um, not that you need further validation, but I, it sounds like you're onto something here. Um, how much protein yeah. is there? Uh, not a ton. Not a ton, but
0: I find—I'm finding, like, when I ride, what I need is something, mm-hmm. uh, and also something that's not going to burn too fast, and that's kind of all I need. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm going to go on an Epic or I'm going to try to crush some speed record— P.S. I'm never going to try to crush crush some speed record. But if I'm trying to do a super hard effort, I'm also going to have simpler carbohydrate available to save me from the bonks and all of that stuff. So I wouldn't eat these, like, in isolation. But if you're doing a two-hour ride and you want, like, a, a satisfying, tasty snack in the middle to keep you going, I mean, these nail it. Huh. I, and they're up a, they're up a size. I say they're 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 shaped like a jersey pocket, but you could easily fit two or even three in a jersey pocket. Huh. You could do a savory one followed by a sweet one. I'm I'm all about it.
1: Uh, well, it does sound like it. I mean, yeah. Um <clears throat> there's a Whole Foods about a mile from me. Mm. Uh I'm going to be in there tomorrow. Um I may also be shopping for these while I'm in there.
0: Yeah. Have a look. Have a look.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. What do you got? So, uh, as, as I mentioned in our last full show, um, the artist Bill Cass has launched a side hustle doing illustrations of cyclists. This is something he's been doing for, (laughs) I don't know. He's probably been drawing cyclists for 30 years. Um, uh, well, he finally launched his site so the full site went live a couple of days ago, and with the holidays right around the corner, um, I don't mean to be jumping on to Christmas, but you know, whatever. Uh I can say with great confidence that if someone wanted to find their cycling sweetie a most unusual and memorable gift, commissioning an illustration with Bill would be all time. Uh on his site, Bill talks about how he loves to hear a story about the ride. Uh, He loves people to send photos. He kind of needs photos. Um, Any sort of backstory that paints a picture of the day and conditions and what made it special. uh, The more details he gets, the better the illustration. Um, And the details that he will pay attention to are just kind of nutty. Amazing. Uh, He recently did one for uh, a friend of his, uh, and it was a an illustration of him in a race on the Cobbles racing in Belgium some years back. And uh, his first stab at the uh, helmet, the, uh, the old style hairnet, um, the rear straps behind the ears uh, were close to the head. And James uh, emailed him and said, no, 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 no. You know, those straps were always kind of loose and sticking out. You can't have it look like it actually fits. And so <laughs> Bill had to redo the straps on the helmet uh, to be looser um, and, and therefore be more authentic. But he's got that level of eye for detail. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, his sight is also fascinating because he offers more than just illustrations of cyclists. He also offers lessons in making masks from leather. Say what? He, so I don't, you know, I don't know what you really should call Bill. um, Aside from just one of the most amazing visual artists I've ever known in my life. He, he makes puppets. He makes masks. He makes masks out of leather. Um, back when he worked for Nike, he handmade Lance Armstrong's cycling shoes. Um, this is a guy with more talent and creativity than, I, I don't know, than you can find on a lot of graduate schools. Um, he's just a remarkable, remarkable guy. Um, the site is called nimbles.com that's n y m b o l s there will be a link at the site so like symbols with an n Yeah um and Nimble was a, one of the puppets that he created he has oh. he has done some puppets that when you see video of them you'll be stunned that like this wasn't an entire Hollywood special effects studio working to create this. The, the, the puppets he's made, I don't know. Calling them puppets seems a disservice. Uh, I'm just excited. We're talking about about puppets on the baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited (sighs) for him. Bill is, (sighs) I, you know, he's the resident coming across. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't feel like this guy has truly gotten his due, um, for his ability to create art around cycling. Um, yeah, I commissioned him as soon as he let me know about this. Uh, it took a few days to find the photos that I wanted to send him. I, I told him a little story about the ride. Uh, it's a it's an image of uh, me mountain biking with my two sons last summer, and <clears throat> well, it it'll be up on our site if you if you're listening to this on iTunes. Sorry, uh, we hope you'll drop by the Cycling Independent. The illustration is just incredible. Uh, I'm going to be getting it printed out uh, in the next week and then taking it to get framed, and I am beyond excited and his his yeah. rates for you know uh for a a personal commission it is not expensive at all um it's well worth every cent, yeah, so like i said, there will be a link in our show notes nimbles n y m b o l s dot com um yeah, so
0: <clears throat> puppets and tamales that's how we roll
1: yeah do you have a fun ride uh, tomorrow morning to to uh, justify your calories?
0: Uh, I haven't really plotted that out yet. Uh, there's going to be something. There's going to be something. There's a, a trail near me called the Western Greenway. And uh, it's fantastic. I've been every... Yeah. I, it's a local thing. It skitches through little corridors of woods here and there. It's... It's... I don't even know what to say about how it how it's so good with without being anything remarkable, but it is remarkably good despite being unremarkable. And I'll probably get out there and do a lap on that, which is it's about 13, 14 miles uh, Hmm. from my front door back to my front door. That's my plan. What do you got going?
1: Very cool. Well, uh from what I hear from my friends, we're all meeting at Lake Il Sanjo up in Anadol State Park uh, at seven am, which I think means that I have to be dressed for freezing weather. Um, I'm not entirely enthusiastic about that, but I haven't seen a lot of my friends in quite a while, so i'll I'll be out there and uh I will burn some calories to justify my turkey. Yes.
0: Every day you feel cold in November is a day you feel warm in February. Trust me.
1: Okay. Yeah, that seems to scan. Um, Yeah. I seem to be cold everywhere I go now, though, so I'm I'm not as fond (laughs) of that as I, I should maybe be. Alrighty. Well, before we go, I'd like to put in a plug for TCI's other podcasts. Uh, Revolting, which is a cycling podcast that isn't really about cycling with John and Steve Knievel of All Hail the Black Market, and Enter the Deuce, which I can say will have a new episode up later this week, um, which is even less about cycling and is more about the miracle that is modern medicine. We hope you'll like them, and if you do, please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And if we aren't listed in a place you like to get podcasts, let us know where you'd like us to appear. There are more outlets now than there are channels on cable. Send us some questions. If you've got an idea or request, please drop by the Cycling Independent and put a suggestion in the comments. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week. I'm Patrick Brady, with John Emlyn, Robot Lewis. Thanks for <laughs> listening to the Pace Line and gobble gobble, or should we say, tobble tobble, tobble tobble.